episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore investment strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm your host, Chris Ragland. With me, as always, are my esteemed co-hosts, Romney Navarro and Jaden Newman. Welcome back to the Airwaves, guys. What's up, Chris? What's up, Jaden? Hey, gents. We were just looking at our talking notes here, and we, I'm going to go ahead and call them out. I'm doing it because I call people out. I call people out on things. We're looking at our talking notes here, and it says episode name, blank. <laughs> Oh, man. Come on, Sean. Where are you at? Jeez. Should we name it at the end or should we just give it a quick name now? Yeah, we should ask people to comment on our Facebook page or on our Twitter account and Ooh. tell us what you thought today's show was named because we don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have no idea what we're talking about. No, we actually do know what we're talking about. We just don't oh. have a, a cool, quirky name for the show yet today. So, hey, if you've just tuned in, we're three of the four owners of Noble Capital and we tend to specialize in, I say tend, that's really what we do, but we do alternative investments and we do that for our our clients through retirement planning strategies. And then we also incorporate real estate and private lending into their portfolios. And we talk about all types of financial matters. Generally speaking, we like to talk about alternative products. So that's where we do. And that's what we're all about. And you can find us at noblecapital.com. You could also find us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're always active on those. So definitely go and give us a, a quick shout out, a like, any type of engagement would be great. You know, last week we talked about one of the saving strategies that we see from clients who have no planning whatsoever is the mattress strategy. We've all heard it before. Where do you put money and where is it safest? Well, I'll tell you what, one of the safest ways to lose value of your money is to put it where? Yep, under your mattress. There you go. So that's it, what now, we're now about. it is a plan though. So we were we were dogging it. It's a plan. <laughs> it is a plan, it's right? Not a good one. No, it's not a good one. But a plan nevertheless. No. But yep. Jaden, how often do you see that plans with your clients? They're, they just talk about the the savings strategy. That's it. That's all they got. That that was a, an interesting show. I actually had a good time li- listening to it. Every once in a while, I get to listen to a show. But that that whole concept of of being one bucket, Joe, uh, you know, <laughs> really rings tr- true w- when you talk about just putting your money under the mattress. I mean, that's figuratively speaking. What do you, what do you mean by one bucket, Joe? What's Joe's one bucket? So, if you didn't hear the show last week, it's it's this uh, this thought process out there in, in retirement where. Folks just look at their their money as one bucket of of money that they're going to draw down over time. So you can run a little analysis, maybe a little spreadsheet and show that, you know, if I draw this much out every year, every month for 20, 30 years and I'm earning, you know, X percent return, then I should be good. My, My money should last for the rest of my life. And that that one bucket Joe is essentially what we call a, a spin down strategy. And you guys are taking it to the next level and talking about just being heavy in cash in that bucket. And you know, when we talk about putting money under the mattress and that's, that's scary. We talked about why you might want to have some cash set aside, but people do it. People, especially people who have been through a major recession or a depression, you know, who, you know, what my great grandmother did. We found out she, you know, she didn't put her money under the mattress. Do you know where she put it? She buried it in the freezer. Whoa! Yeah, she'd she'd put like tin foil around that stuff and put them in the freezer because it looked like frozen meat or something like that, and nobody would touch it. And it was just in the back of the freezer. And you're talking about a woman who lived through the depression. So hoarding cash and having a spin down strategy as your retirement, you know, you can kind of understand that when you're talking to people who may have lost thirty, thirty seven, forty percent of their entire nest egg in a stock market, right? 
That's a lot, man. I, I'm teeing us up here because I, I, you know what? I'm looking back right now. I'm looking back 10 years and I'm saying, what happened 10 years ago this week? We did this last week and I talked about basically everything that happened in September. I'm going to talk to you right now about, if you don't remember, if you've got short-term memory problems, tune in here. I'm going to recap it for you. But what happened 10 years ago today? And I can tell you, this week, we were really all tuned up to the, the television. We were watching stuff because it was happening on a day basis, right? So we're talking about 10 years ago, actually to this week is when Congress really started getting involved. We saw bipartisan support and the Congress got together and basically passed what would essentially become the troubled asset relief program. Remember TARP? Remember everybody talking about TARP, saving the banks? This is essentially where it all began. They realized they had problems in the banking system, and that's where it started. And it's really interesting, too, because it took a few days before people started seeing the ripple effect where most people end up putting their money, and I'm talking about the stock markets. But everybody started watching Congress, and it was, what are they going to do? So they passed the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act, which basically formed the Troubled Asset Relief Program specifically for banks. And then literally days later, what happened? The market just started tanking. I mean, and it wasn't just in the United States. It was around the world. The global markets. The global markets really started unwinding. This was all going on this week, 10 years ago today. So we talked about this. And and you saw it, Jaden. It's got to be crazy thinking back to what's going on in terms of what we do today. Can you imagine if this week was 10 years ago and right now, what would your clients be doing? If they were watching the markets, you know? Gosh, it's as you were speaking, I was trying to go back in my mind. Uh, you know, the, the name TARP r- rings a bell. I remember as a business owner in, in, fin- in the financial markets and in investment and real estate, we, we didn't get our TARP. Right. No, there was no TARP for us. And I remember that big criticism, right? Why is it the banks are getting this TARP thing and not the everyday common man? And there was a lot of philosophy being thrown around too. Like, should we let the banks fail? You know, that's a free market. And essentially they were, you know, the government, the Fed and Congress was like, no, we, it's too big to fail. That's when you started hearing that coin, right? Yeah, that's, those, those were tough times. And a lot of small businesses like us, I'll admit, we didn't see it coming. We knew there was going to be slowdown. We talk about it all the time. But we didn't see it coming at the level that, that that tsunami hit us. And I'll tell you, one of the things that ties back into this cash strategy is you've seen the banks since then. It's been 10 years now have tightened up on their interest rates to to the point where they're they're not offering still today a, a fair return if you're leaving your your cash sitting in these safe money accounts that uh, you know a lot of folks that are our clients when we think of that safe money that's that safe bucket if you will they're looking for a, a fair return at, at least keep me up with inflation you know maybe maybe 3 can i make 3% on my money and still today, we're not even close to that. So that that leaves a lot of folks in a bind that are holding on to that cash, that mattress money. Yeah, I want you to think about this for just a second. We're already talking about the next recession or the next rebalancing, and we never recovered back. Like That's like a double check, right? That's tough. The markets have come back, but the other traditional investment vehicles that Jaden's talking about, especially the stuff in the safe, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. category – that never came back. It just didn't come back. You didn't yeah. see that come back at all for anyone except maybe those companies that were too big to fail. And is that the banks taking advantage of the situation, though, at the end of the day? No, I don't know because the banks make money there, too, You know, just because they're not lending. But but banks, if you remember, they switched Hedging, completely maybe? over to something completely different. And over the last 10 years, you've seen legislation pass. And you know what they make money on now? Fees. 
Yeah. They make enormous amounts of money just on fees. And and so they, they figured a way to survive, just like everybody had to. The problem is, and this is where I'm getting at, where I'm passionate about it, the people that got harmed, ultimately the people that got harmed, was the average investor in America that had their money tied up in the markets. You know, so we were talking about that week or those weeks. I remember those weeks being every single day a bomb was dropping. Yeah. There wasn't one headline that wasn't just earth shattering. You know what I mean? There was. Yeah, and, it was every single day. It was something crazy. Yeah, when the when the stock market you know, essentially collapsed, that was probably that was the the pinnacle of it. But all those kind of surrounding news stories were were gigantic too. That was yeah, the, the highest point was when the stock market crashed. That by, was the worst. By the end of this week, the Dow had already moved and achieved a five year low. Like think about it; it went from record performance mm-hmm. by the end of the week. That's crazy. Yeah, it's one week versus five years. Yes. They made it up in one week. So one, and it wasn't done yet. It I mean, wasn't even it done. Wasn't it was, just, there was more to come. Just getting started. One of the things that I want to get into in the next segment is the the folks, the listeners that are there. T- tell me if you identify with this. We're talking about having your money in cash, trying to play the you know good boy or or, or good girl in retirement in terms of of prioritizing safety. And you're getting punished if you're in cash at the bank right now. So there's this tension. A lot of folks have jumped in the market. They've had a nice run. Now we're seeing the market hitting all-time records. We know there's going to be a correction. So if you're listening to this and you feel that tension between, you know, making making moves right now and trying to grow your money versus playing, you know, in the safety game, that you're not alone. This is something we talk about every day in our office, and this is something that we want to get into a little bit on the show today because I think that there, there's people that are looking for solutions and looking for answers right now. It's a tough place to be. Yeah, I think about that. You spend all this time, and you're taking the risk, and you're at an all-time high, and you've got your gains. And if you think your only option is to go in cash and now lose money safely, by the way, that's a I think they call that in lawyer terms a false dichotomy, right? Or maybe hmm. philosophy. Like that's not true. Turns out there's alternatives. There's other places you can go. There's other types of investments you can take. And you know, you don't be a one bucket Joe. You can actually have lots of buckets, and then each of these buckets have a different strategy. So if it's something that sounds interesting to you and you're curious, stick around. When we get back, we're going to break this down a little bit. We'll do a little bit more reminiscing on what happened ten years ago today, and we'll tell you why Sean wasn't on the street. We'll be right back. This is Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies. You're listening to Austin's Aggie Home. Talk 1370. The right choice. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where we're discussing the effects of the Great Recession and how you can essentially hedge your bets because, you know, we don't know when that downturn is going to happen, but it will eventually, given enough time. So we were reminiscing there a minute ago, and I want to come back to that in a second. But I also wanted to mention, if you've missed our shows in the past and you're interested in some of the topics that we have discussed, and we've really drilled down pretty deeply in some of these topics, you can find us at noblecapital.com, and you can actually download this radio show as a podcast. You can do that on your phone. You can do it on the web, whatever's easiest for you. But we've been uploaded on, you know, the Apple platform and the Android platform and a few others as well. So anywhere you can download podcasts, you can probably find us under the Noble Capital Radio Hour. So check us out online. Yeah, I might as well plug a couple of upcoming retirement blueprint dinners that are coming down the pipe. We've got two in Austin, one on Wednesday, October 10th, and then another one on Thursday, October 18th. 
there is some seating availability still still you know, still out there. Well, that's because we reserve spots yeah. just for our radio listeners. Yeah, they've been filling up. So, you know, thank you guys for showing up. Honestly, we appreciate you guys. The more the more you show up, the more we could spread the the word. But we do reserve some for our radio listeners, and we've got a few seats open on both of those dates, Wednesday, October 10th, and Thursday, October 18th. Both of those are at Fleming's in the Domain. If you want to register, if you want to show up and hear the message, what Jaden's been been preaching for all these years about predictable retirement income, just text the word SECURE, S-E-C-U-R-E, to the number 313131. You know what else is kind of cool and what's going on? This has been going on in the background for a while now. But oh, yeah. in addition to the Noble Capital Radio being a podcast radio show, we actually have a sister podcast going on. And the host of that show is none other than Romney Navarro. Yours truly. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So you got Romney's got his own podcast over there. And to be honest with you, it's more about our clients that are borrowing money from us. These real estate investors that are out there on the streets doing deals on a day-by-day basis. So if you find that part of our business interesting, fascinating, and you just want to know more about it, you can also download that one as a podcast. So Romney, tell us the name. Where can we find it? I'll tell you a couple things about it. So like Chris said, it is pointed at the real estate entrepreneur, the guy who's out there developing, flipping, building, whatever it may be, adding value. We're giving them a lot of content by way of giving, introducing them to people who have been doing it, who have been succeeding in their space for however long they've been succeeding. So we've had a couple of really good guests already, and it's only going to get better. The best place to download that right now is probably streamlinefunding.com. And there's a little fire starters button at the top. Click it. I've got a bunch of hot links on there. I think we've got about five episodes up and we're recording weekly. So you could do it there. And then of course you could record, you could download it wherever you download your podcast. That's a great name. Fire starters. Dude, fire starters, a streamline funding podcast. And it really is that I'll tell you what fire starters is to me. It's about, you know, 60% storytelling, 30% content, 10% fun, but 100% fire. So these guys come in with just a bunch of energy and tell you how they've done it. Bring the fire, Romney. Yep. All right, so that's pretty cool. So check us out. You can see it, the Firestarters podcast, and you can download that one at streamlinefunding.com. All right, normally we have Sean on the street and he gives us this envelope at the end. We're doing things a little different this week. Um, he's actually helping us produce these shows in a, in a more you know technical manner. So he wasn't on the street. So we're actually supposed to read our little envelope that's our challenge for the end of the, the show now. So, so give me the rules so we can be thinking about this. Sounds like I need some time to think about this one. I, I don't know yet. I just read what he oh. what he hand wrote here. And I, we'll take a picture of this for, for our <laughs> listeners. Post it online? But All I'm right. not going to read what he said. Okay. You have to tune in to our Facebook page to see this. <laughs> so this one is called the 575 Challenge. Oh, Sum boy. up this week's episode at the end of the show in the form of a haiku. Oh, geez. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Why we were supposed to read this in the beginning, I don't know. Because it's because it's gonna take us a while. But Got I it. normally I'm thinking I'm actually working on the show, Sean, not just trying to come up with a haiku. I do appreciate that. So we will close this episode with a haiku. Oh boy. And some of them are gonna be incredible, I bet. Okay. All so, right. Let's, all right. let's get on to, with content. Back to this. So when we're talking about what happened ten years ago today, we talked about the disaster that was occurring at in the marketplace. And it really did happen. It, like Overnight, this happened over a number of a couple of weeks. You know, we start. We talked about globally what was going on. You had central banks essentially having to coordinate with each other to keep things under control and to actually, in a coordinated effort, cut rates. But what does that mean to us? And what does that mean to the average investor? We're talking about, and, and if you don't remember this, I'm talking about specifically on certain days here, like October the 9th. That was a one-year anniversary of the Dow's peak. At that time, and everything started going 
everything started just going to trash. We went to a five-year record low. And in the next day, two, a day later, it plunged again as they started auctioning off assets of Lehman Brothers. So Lehman Brothers at this point was already a defunct. It had been for about three weeks. So they started auctioning off the, I believe it was the bonds that Lehman Brothers had. And take a guess of what they sold for. I couldn't guess. I, I couldn't either. I would say 50 cents on the dollar, Probably, right? Probably, yeah. They sold for eight cents. Oh That's zero eight cents on the dollar. So, you know, that's that's what was going on right now. And that's what was pressuring the markets to collapse. So will that ever happen again? Probably not. Not something similar to that thing. But can things like that still put pressure on your portfolio in the future? And I would say it can. So for our clients that amass a large amount of wealth and then keep it in the marketplace, you're in a you know, you're in a vulnerable position. So we, we ended the the last segment with Jaden talking about, you know, this is it's a false sense of choice that the only thing that you can do are be in the markets and be in cash, right? But, you know, what were some other things that were going on that were putting pressure on people, Jaden? And I think a lot of it had to do with um, unemployment. People started losing their jobs. Yeah, you know? that, that that's a sad story. We talk about it a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm, again, speaking to our audience, which is folks that are facing retirement or in retirement. We call that the preservation or the distribution phase of the life cycle of money with the, with the first phase being accumulation. So these are people that are coming to the end of accumulation or already out of accumulation and now thinking about preservation and then the eventual distribution of their assets for retirement income. So when we think about unemployment, if that if that kind of impact happens at the wrong time, that can really derail a plan. And we've seen people set back significantly on their retirement date and their lifestyle. There's so many negative effects that happen when you when you lose your job at the wrong time. Now, what a double whammy. Not only could they lose the income, but they also lost some of that worth. That's right. I mean, just, ugh. And this is, again, why beginning to z- zero in on setting up a plan now and rebalancing your, your portfolio, if you are in that preservation or distribution phase of life cycle of money, this is absolutely your time. There's never been a better time. And I think what's so great about it is, you know, we get this feedback a lot is is there's a feeling of of relief and actually a, a little bit of a high five moment when you do that rebalancing at the top. You know, when you say that, look, I, did, I really didn't leave much money on the table. I, I played this well. And, and, right. and you're also at that point resolved to accept that if the market does go up a little bit more, Okay, you know, maybe I could have done a little bit more. I could have pinched a few more pennies out, but now I can have that relief that I've I've pulled back and I did it at the top. So if 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 you're listening to that and that's you, it's a great time to have the conversation. It is. You know, something else that I saw then and I'm seeing now, unfortunately, is people improperly leveraging their home as an investment vehicle. That was scary because people had taken out mortgages when they didn't need to or second liens or lines of credit secured by their home and had used that as an investment vehicle. And then when the markets washed back out, they took their their home became a risk instead of, you know, and tell me, I mean, I don't look at my home as an investment vehicle. Yes, sure, I can leverage that and I can do some of those things. But I mean, did you see some of that action going on, Jaden, as well? We've seen that more on the 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 backside of retirement, which is in the form of reverse mortgages, mm-hmm. and that's that's a sad uh, situation for most people. Most people don't don't want to do a reverse mortgage or tap into their home equity. 
So we we definitely don't want to see those types of situations. Though that that is something that happens generally from from poor planning, from from not doing what we're talking about. So yeah, absolutely don't lose your home. That's that's absolutely not not a a, a good plan. That's that's I equate that to going on depending on Medicaid uh, you know, for, for welfare, for your long-term health care. Let me say this about those reverse mortgages though. They are packaged up as if it's a good thing. Oh man. Especially in the marketing. Yeah. The marketing that goes along with these. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lifestyle enabler. It beware guys. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, if, if you have to, you have to, and we all get it there. No, they actually there's, a place. For a reason. there's a place where you have to. And by the way, if you have to, I get it. But if you don't stay away, yeah, no. th- that is a, that is an asset. That is a, a legacy type asset that could really stick around. Don't. Yeah. And it's more than that. It's also insurance and making sure that you've got somewhere to live when the markets wash out. All right. A lot of risk factors out there. When we get back from this break, we'll talk about what you can do to hedge your bets. And now back to the noble capital radio hour. And welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're talking about how Sean's lost his job. <laughs> no, challenging us to come up with a haiku. What I didn't even know what a haiku was. That's not true. I know what it is, but um, that's like my least favorite thing to do on the planet is to come up with that. Yeah, th- th- we can't come up with one of those on the spot. Yeah, on the spot too. Like I got to go home and meditate about it, right? <laughs> no, we'll see how poorly we all performed here in the next segment. But you know, we are back. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking about what happened ten years ago today from the financial sector and all the stress that it put on the average American, but as well as the people that that thought they had everything figured out. You planned. You figured how to build an accumulation stage, and then unknowingly you had yourself at an additional risk factor. So I don't want to rehash or tell the stories of the people that I watched march through our office that said, I've got to work an extra 10 years of my life because I was laid off and a third of my wealth in the markets just evaporated overnight. But those types of people exist. I know several of them. They're still with us. It's been 10 years and they're still, now they're happy. But man, talk about the lost decade for these people. I mean, that's that's a bummer, right? So you, you should never have yourself in a situation where, especially as you're nearing retirement, that a major market shift could delay your retirement by a decade. That's just, you never want to put yourself in that position. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that I remember from that. And I think one of them is an interesting segue into what's happening now. But what, I mean, I remember so many things, but I, I always try to, you always try to reflect on things. And I had small children, very small children, like a newborn and a two-year-old as this was going down. And I, I always thought about, like, I wonder if my kids are going to remember this. And obviously at zero and two, they're not. But they are going to remember that. This is something that they're going to learn about here in, in the future. So that was one of the things I remembered. But the other thing I remember is the fact that right around that time, we created our financial advisory firm. And that was, that was interesting because it was probably the least popular time to start a financial advisory firm. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, it was also one of the most needed times, yes. arguably, in recent history that people needed actual retirement advice. It wasn't it wasn't super sexy to talk about, right? Because it was a needed thing and it's a tough thing to start talking about. But, you know, meeting with my broker and talking about my my portfolio and all that stuff, no one was going to talk about that, no. you know? But the, the problem and the reality was people needed to actually figure out how to do it. And that's when... You know, I, for the first time ever, I started hearing about these income strategies and income plans. And I, it was almost like, 
kind of a new thing, I think, at that time. But it really wasn't. But it, but it was from a marketing standpoint and people that are talking about it. And man, Jaden was out there talking about this stuff when it wasn't popular, when people were like, what are you talking about? I really don't understand that. And it's been interesting to watch the last 10 years because now we're seeing all the big brokerage houses. We talked about it the other day. I just saw another one, a big ad from one of the big box firms that you would recognize talking about where's your income in retirement. I mean, it's almost like they, they literally are pulling our playbook and starting to deploy this, which is, it's great. Hey, it's, it's good. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? That's right. I've, I've got a, a, some numbers, a little breakdown here. I think that's going to be right on point for a lot of the listeners. And when we talk about what's happened in the last 10 years, you know, the, the S and P 500 is a, is a great marker for the stock market, the performance of the stock market. And in 2008, it was down 37%. That, that was the performance of the S&P. And then every year since then, it's been positive, sometimes barely positive, and then we've had some very strong years. But when we when we start going back to looking at, ca- at cash, having money sitting in cash under the mattress and, you know, or, or being invested in the stock market, whether you're in that preservation or distribution phase or you're still in the accumulation phase, you still want to have some of your money pointed at accumulation and growth, right? It's 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 okay to have money at risk. It's okay to have money that that wins when the stock market wins. But one of the most interesting vehicles that that we use for for our clientele, and this this is a little teaser on the air for it, is a, a vehicle where you're able to actually share in the upside of the stock market when the stock market's doing well but protect yourself on the downside when the market's not doing well. And in the way it works, it's, it's very simple. It's you, you can link it to a number of different indices or indexes, but the S&P 500 being the most popular is the one that we usually use. But if you were able to share in 50% of the S&P 500 every year in exchange for zero when the market goes down. In other words, you never lose. You either get half of the upsides or you get zero if, if you have a down year. Think about that strategy for a minute and, and how that strikes you. And then I want to actually give you some numbers that I think are going to be quite surprising. That's a pretty cool offer, right? So you know what's funny is if you are online and you want to download one of our earlier episodes, we did, we talked about this and we broke it down. And now after doing the show for so long and adding context in terms of where those types of vehicles really would have paid off, which I think is what you're about to get into, you can really start to understand that. So we talked about the analogy and it was kind of a funny analogy. We talked about Vegas, remember? That's right. It was Mm -hmm. like, what if you could go to Vegas and every bet that you make, you can have 50% of your winnings but then when you lose, you just get to keep your money. I was like, I, I, I would live in Vegas. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, I'm moving to Vegas tomorrow with that kind of insurance, right? right. What I time's mean, the flight? Let's yep. go. Yeah. Right. So interestingly, when when you look at the S&P 500, if you, if you would have just put your money in the S&P 500 and left it alone, we talk about the coma test, just go in a coma for 11 years and forget about it. The last 11 years, okay, so including that down year where you lost 37%, you averaged about 10.3% over the last 11 years in the S&P 500. Including the biggest downturn year that we've seen in 80 years. That's right. Yeah. Now, if you were to employ one of these strategies where you never lose and, and you share in the upside... So of, you get to wipe out S&P, that year. You get to just take it off the chart. That year becomes a zero, and okay. then now you give up half of your upside every year Guess what that that return is? I don't know. 
Oh. I'm going to use simple, simple numbers because I think p- listeners are probably going to think the same. How about five? Okay, so that's a good guess. So 10.3 if you, le- if you leave it alone and write it out. 6.8% if you play the never lose strategy. So think about that for a minute in, in terms of your portfolio and the mindset of a retiree, okay? The 10.3 the, the is very attractive. If mm-hmm. you got okay. the time... That's, right? that's where I'm coming at this from. And the six and the point stomach. the six point eight though is an amazing return if you think about yes. it. But again, we're not talking about one bucket Joe with having all your money in this. I want to take it right back to the cash strategy. So instead of being in cash in the bank, well, let's talk about just your safe money strategies. Why not have that money, that bucket pointed in a strategy where you never lose? And in the last eleven years, you average six point eight percent. Yeah, so instead of mattress money, we're talking 6.8 money. It's 6.8, and you're getting the same protection that you thought you had in the mattress. And and I know a little bit about this product, and we talk about it a lot, but we're also maybe not talking this type of investment, but it, it has so many other add-on benefits. So it's like it, it doesn't stop there. I mean, the hits just keep on coming, right? Right, yeah, but, well, just just from a straight accumulation yeah, standpoint, just, I mean, ju- just focusing on these folks that are, and I know there's people listening that are looking at places to go for a yeah. safe return where you cannot lose. It's because of timing. They're in the last, let's just say if you're in the last two, three, four, five years, you can't afford to let one of those years be a down year. You know what I mean? Like That's you right. don't end on a down year. End on a zero That's at, right. at worse. And, and you there... go, you know what? Okay, I could have pulled off a year earlier and still had the same amount. Fine. You got a backstop now. That's like, right. That's so important. And, and when it, there's not a better time than to go in that strategy than than now, because in the next couple of years we are going to see a, a down market. And how would you like to 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 book zero and, and and not take the hit when it goes down? That's why it, yeah. it's so important on where you are on that on that little you know trying to accumulate on that mountain. If you've got twenty years left to accumulate, this probably isn't the best strategy for you, right? But if you're looking at retirement planning and you're like, I'm about to retire or I've got this long or I can't afford to have a loss at this point in my life because my earning potential is diminished, like that's when this vehicle becomes really, really important. Real important. What is your peace of mind worth? Yeah, in- you, oof, I think it's it's worth everything. We were talking about Earlier, we were talking about the double whammy, I think is what you called it, when we're talking unemployment and then Yeah, I'm really technical, loss. the double whammy. That's it. <laughs> That's what they call it. Investopedia, that one. Yeah, it's just like it's that a- article I wrote up where it quoted me saying onesie twosies. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the double whammy is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. But let me be real. I mean, let's be real about it. Think about that for a second. If Imagine the feeling. Imagine what happens the day that should you be faced with unemployment. You lose your job for whatever reason. And then all the same time, you're getting clobbered. Your entire nest egg is just getting clobbered because of its exposure to the, to the stock market. That's a real thing. So we were talking about the things I remember from you know the previous recession. Unemployment and the panic that kind of surrounded that was one of the things I probably remember most vividly. It was just like everybody was kind of displaced in that time period. Yeah, we it's, were at about it's, 10% unemployment. It's one thing to lose what you've worked so hard to accumulate. That's terrible. But to no longer or for an unknown period of time, you don't have the ability to earn, that's worse, right? It's like, I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to create a paycheck again to fix the other problems. It's, it's like such a bad place to be. Yeah, and I was kind of talking, kind of creating a bridge from what Jaden was saying. So now you're unemployed and not creating income. That's the worst thing. And you're losing. That's kind of where the, 
what I'm going to call the 6.8 strategy makes the most sense. And it, if it, you would have been there, you wouldn't have lost. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's it's battening down the hatches and it's getting defensive um, right now. This is part of setting up a plan. You actually want to take action anticipating the downturn. And there are certain buckets in that portfolio that you've got to point at safety. And for a lot of people, what what's hard for them in the paradigm shift is that, that they equate that to thinking they've got to go put their head in the sand and go go put all their money in cash and just sit there and, and lose it safely sitting in the bank when their strategies out there were over the, for example, the last 11 years, you could have earned almost 7% playing it safe. So I'll tell you that this is a, this is a very, um, you know, moving call to action here, but there's people that are listening to this that, that, that want to know about this and take advantage of stuff like this maybe the 10.3% is what we all want. We all want to strive for, but at the end of the day, having peace of mind and being defensive, especially with the safe money parts of your portfolio, gosh, that's not a lot to give up. If I can earn 6.8%, heck I, I would be in at 4.8 or 3.8%. So yeah, the, the real reality is when you get to retirement, it's not what you want. It's what you need. I mean, that's, that's the medicine, right? And you know what? You talk about this, in your dinner presentation. So if you want a backstop and you're thinking about it right now and you're like, okay, yeah, I need this backstop. That's actually one of the topics that Jaden speaks about at the dinner presentation. So give it to him again, Ronnie. Yeah, let me give him the details. We've got two retirement blueprint dinners coming up. We've got both of them in Austin, both of them at Fleming's in the domain. One is on Wednesday, October the 10th. The other one is on Thursday, October the 18th. We've got about 10 more spots to go for, for radio listeners. So please do call us, engage. And we'll set you we'll set you guys up. The best way to do that is to text the word secure S E C U R E to the number thirty one thirty one thirty one. That's three one three one three one. You know what's interesting? I just saw one of my buddy's moms in our office. Cool. And she's done a great job through her family and herself accumulating like her whole life, right? And I can tell, and she's you know, she's on her own and she's like, and I know her pretty well. And I said, look, you've done a great job your whole life accumulating your assets. I said, but I mean, she wants to like go travel with her daughter and go do some cool stuff and do all this. I was like, I know that's what you want to be spending your time on. And you want to make sure that you've got your income locked up and that you've also created a legacy for your grandkids and your kids. Like, I know this about you and that's what this is going to do for you. And man, I, I literally could watch her just like stand up taller like all of a sudden the weight came off of her and she's like that's exactly what i'm looking for i'm trying to enjoy this last part of my life and all i can do is i'm terrified i'm going to lose this money that i've accumulated i'm like holy cow we got to take that away is she i mean i, I maybe i missed the punchline is she getting it done is she yeah it set she's, up? she's in here she's meeting with our advisors and Good. she's getting her plan and i know her she's risk averse and she's Good. like i want to lock this up i've got my income and all the rest of this money she's like i want to be careful with it but I'm gonna. I wanted to go to my grandkids. Yeah, I, I want that for every single person that walks into the. It was office. so exciting to see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really, it was really good. It was really neat being able to see her do that and just the kind of relief. And she gave me a hug and everything. And I was like, "That's cool." Cheers to you, bud. Cheers to that. And you get that. Come to our dinner seminar. We'd love to see you. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. 
And we're back. If you just tuned in, we've been exploring the effects of the Great Recession and how you can prepare for the next downturn. We say it like it's going to happen because historically speaking, it does. We don't know when it will happen, but it does happen. And like all of our clients, we want you to have a plan of action. So I'm not saying we're the right place for you, but I am saying we developed these plans. So if you don't have one and you're entering retirement, near retirement, or already there, Give us a holler. We'd love to talk to you. You can find us at noblecapital.com. And Romney, I know you gave it out. Let's do it one more time. If you want to come to one of our dinner seminars and you missed that number before, we actually take reservations via text. But if you can't do that for whatever reason, you can always find us at our website at noblecapital.com. But give us a text and the number is? The number is, you actually, it's a word. You text the word secure to the number 313131. So text the word secure, S-E-C-U-R-E, to the number 313131. And we'll set you up for one of these upcoming retirement blueprint dinners. You know, I was just talking about my friend's mom who came into our office and we were kind of elaborating a little bit at over break. And it was great to see her. She developed um, a plan of action with one of our financial advisors. Actually, it was Jess, who I believe is going to be on our show in a couple of weeks again. So oh, yeah. we've got him coming up. And it was great to watch that. I think she developed an income plan that she knew she could count on. She developed a preservation strategy for the rest of her capital that she's trying to pass on to her family. And it allowed her to have a budget that she set for herself so that she could do some pretty cool things like travel around the world with her daughter and experience a lot of things that she's never done before. What a cool gift to be able to see that actually occur for me. That, that was meaningful. So I'm not going to speak for Jaden here, and I'm not even going to speak for you here, but I'll speak for myself. I know we could help clients a little bit lower than, you know, with a, with a little lower uh, nest egg or smaller nest egg than what she had. And we could help clients with a l- lot larger nest egg. But I think that is my favorite story, the one that you just told, not necessarily of the individual, but of the, of the profile. It's that person who's reached the end, sitting on some money, but doesn't have a plan and all of a sudden, you stretch that thing out to the very, very, very end. And, and then some. That's so good. One, one of the beautiful things, and, and we live this every day, uh, but I, I get excited about it every time I hear a story. But, you know, one of the things that, that I know Jess is going to be sitting down and focusing on with your with your friend's mother is not not only how are we going to preserve that nest egg and, and, and generate enough income to pay for expenses? We don't want her just spending it down. Let's create some safe money income strategies. But what Jess is so good at is taking it all the way through to the end game and, and going ahead and laying out how much money we're planning on passing on and leaving to the next generation. Sounds like her children are very important to her. So it's not only how are we going to enjoy this money while you're living and give you that lifestyle, but also how are you going to leave a legacy? And the, the plan not, not only provides that, that peace of mind, but also you, there, there's something special that happens when you know that you're going to be able to go live your lifestyle and do what you want to do and also pass a legacy on to the, the kids and the grandkids. Yeah, and for someone like her, she doesn't feel like she's limited by either. She gets to accomplish both, you know, and it's because she's got adequate resources but it's also because she's got an adequate plan where she could start and back into it and say, this is the lifestyle that I want to lead. This is how much income I'm going to need to satisfy what, what I want to do. And now everything else we can, we can plan for appropriately. And not, it's, it's, it's textbook. Not to break down her case too much because one, I don't know about it and you probably don't know much about it, but I suspect given a little bit of the profile that I've heard, she's also being allocated. Some of her, some of her portfolios being allocated towards real estate. 
specifically what we do. It is, and it's because her family made their money in real estate, so she has a little bit of understanding and familiarity. So when we talk to her about private lending, which is one of the mainstays of our portfolio, you talk about returns, we're talking about 6 to 7 to 8% return on your money that's all secured by Texas real estate. You know, so for her, her ears popped up immediately. She's like, well, yeah, that's that's great. And she's actually done kind of that same thing. She did a look back in terms of how much money she made with her traditional portfolios. And she's like, that's as much or better than I've made in the last 10 years. And I'm thinking like, amen. And it's also secured by Texas real estate. So she totally gets it. Yeah. You know, it's one one of the things I keep talking about what I remember from those days. And one of the things that I remember is at least me, and I think this was already there before me, but was the the creation, if you will, of new investment or alternative investment opportunities. I don't think it was so much the creation, but the mainstream, the popularity of it, the accessibility of it, specifically what we do. And it's kind of cool to me that those things, while they were in a lot of ways, 2008, 9, 10, 11, some people saw it as a patch, if you will, just to get through to the next one once the stock market stabilizes, but it's withstood the test of time. I mean, it's still as good today as it was in 2010. It has, and it's because a lot of the traditional vehicles that we were so reliant upon have not come back, right? So that's a big piece of it. But the other thing is people learned new ways to make money, and it's because they were forced to, right? The mother of invention is necessity. It's like, okay, so people figured this out. But one of the things that I remember, and you know, just to kind of recap for the show, was the guys that had already planned. Like when 2008 came around, and I was looking at the guy 5, 10, or 15 years older than me, or just smarter than me, (laughs) you know, to be candid. And they had already planned. They already, he wasn't a one bucket Joe. He had a bucket set aside specifically for opportunistic. And I watched these guys that did this and I was surrounded by a bunch of them. So I got to learn some pretty good lessons. I watched these guys go out and acquire property at such opportunistic levels that they, they made wealth change, like generational wealth changing decisions right there for their, for their families. And I was like, Holy smokes, how can I be that guy the next time this happens? Johnny Buckets. Not one joke, Bucket <laughs> Joe. Johnny Buckets is that right. guy's name. Johnny Buckets. Yeah, I think that's oh actually gosh. an old street ball guy. Yeah, Johnny I think Buckets. so. All right, tell you what, we have the haiku challenge from our producer, Sean, and we spent all of our commercial break time trying to figure out what the heck these things even are. <laughs> and uh, I think we've done this. So, Romney, remind us of the challenge and I'll kick it off. All right, the haiku challenge, very simple, or as Sean puts it, 575 challenge. Sum up this week's episode in the form of a haiku. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. All right, so here's mine. You ready? It's it's yeah. very clinical, <laughs> which yeah. means it's not creative. Play the boring music. All right, yeah. If you have boring music, this is when you would do it. Yep. All right, here's mine. Accumulation is never more important than the income plan. Clinical as it may be, dude, I think you nailed it. I mean, that is yeah, five, it's pretty seven, good. Five. Yeah. So I'm embarrassed to read mine. I'm only going to read it so we could sandwich it between two things that are better. Oh, okay. This Can't is wait. the Oreo effect. <laughs> I'm embarrassed because it's it's that bad. <laughs> I thought I'm embarrassed was the first sentence. No, here we okay, go. Okay. Start the haiku now. There's lots of advice. My fave is the best offense is a good defense. <laughs> fave, fave is a word. Fave is not a word. Are you? A, what is this millennial speak? Fave is a word. <laughs> oh my I, gosh! I ran out. I guess so. Wow, Romney. Okay, <laughs> you're a cheater as always. <laughs> All right, guys. So the, mine is is pointed at, at, at the listeners that are thinking back to the good old days, wondering where the you know the those those fair returns are on those CDs, those money market accounts, those savings accounts. Those are, those are the good old days. You know, where, where can I just go get a, a fair return on my safe money? 
And I'm going to point, I'm going to dedicate this one to you. Here it is. 6.8 return is not a big price to pay. Why not play it safe? Hey, that's pretty good. You threw in some numbers in there and some things. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going to do a fact check after this game. That's it. You're going to do yeah. a fact check. Hey, I thought that was pretty good, Jaden. It was so. well done. Mine was clinical until Jaden got in there. You're right. That was the Oreo effect. All right. Listen, we hope today's topic was valuable to you. We enjoyed reminiscing. If it wasn't, well, we brought it to you anyway, and I guess that's got to be worth something. You know, we've had a lot of fun today. We'd enjoy seeing you at our retirement seminar dinners that we do around town. We told you about how to get involved in that. You can send us a text. That's the word secure to 313131. We've got a few seats reserved for just for you. It's been great today, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that topic. One more time, you can find us online at noblecapital.com. I'm Chris. I'm Rami. And I'm Jaden. And you've been listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed in this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.